Good evening, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to the Your Inner Nerd Podcast. Today, on this wonderful World of Warcraft-themed episode, we have a special guest. He is a Twitch streamer extraordinaire, especially in the world of World of Warcraft. That is a mouthful. Please, everybody, welcome, and please introduce yourself furtherly, Mr. Jedith. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, no uh, problem, man. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. But yeah, my name's Jedith. I'm a Twitch streamer, more recently a YouTuber, starting to get into that world. And yeah, I mainly stream World of Warcraft. You can find me on Twitch. And yeah, that's my thing. So, Jedith, real quick, what made you go over to YouTube, too? Because I know that you have to do YouTube videos only, right? Like, during the, the Twitch streaming, because Twitch has some kind of weird... They have a weird clause with like when it comes to other platforms. Yeah, they have an ex exclusivity clause. So basically what that means is if you're an affiliate, you can't stream to YouTube and Twitch at the same time. You can totally stream to the different platforms on separate days, which I might start experimenting with soon. But you can't like multi-stream in the same moment to two different platforms. But aside from that, what I also just started thinking about and what I've heard other people starting to preach is the fact that you really need to diversify yourself as a content creator, especially nowadays with everything that's going on with Twitch, with DMCA takedowns, and just the questionable choices Twitch has been making lately. I just think it's a good idea in general to not have all your eggs in one basket. So I started making YouTube videos, kind of the same content, like I play Demon Hunter in World of Warcraft, so I started making YouTube guides on Demon Hunter kind of like tips and tricks types of videos and they've been doing really well and yeah I'm just starting to kind of find my footing over there on YouTube and then of course as a streamer you have to be on everywhere else Instagram Twitter all that stuff yeah I guess just the main idea behind it is to not have all your eggs in the Twitch basket in case it all comes crashing down they're backed by a very large company so it's it's hard for them to come crashing down but it could happen you never know Exactly, but I I have seen some of your YouTube videos, and we'll get your we'll get your uh, YouTube link and your Twitch link in our description when we post this, so people can come check you out. Because I'm going to tell you, I watch Jedith all the time. I used to heal for him and his carries, uh, yep. and hoping to do that in the future in the next expansion. Yep. And we've even met up at BlizzCon last year, and I'm going to tell you, I miss your face because this year has been so bad. I wanted to go <laughs> to BlizzCon so bad this year. It has been bad. Yeah. <laughs> But we had a lot of everyone. Fun. It has been. Um, I know that because you're in Canada and it's pretty bad over there right now, especially after the, your guys' Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't think it's as crazy as what the states are experiencing right now. But, it's bad. you know, of, of course, we're still in lockdown and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. The things were projected when all of this started happening, like back in March or whatever. They were like, oh, by the summer, it'll be cleared up. Don't mm -hmm. worry. Yeah. And summer came around and it wasn't getting any better. And they were like, oh, just wait. But the winter, the virus can't live in the cold. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> clearly quite the opposite. And here then, we are. Yeah. And here we are now after all of, you know, the holidays and stuff and people just disregarding the rules and yeah. the government kind of rolling back because they can only support people for so long and right. the economy can only be shut down for so long. So things are just opening back up now and you can see the product of that is the the infection rate is going up and it's only going to get worse because I really think that people aren't going to be following rules for Christmas and American Thanksgiving is coming up too. And then um, you have New Year's. 
Oh yeah. New Year's too. The good thing is from what I've heard in the States, like New York isn't having their New Year's Eve thing. I think same with here, like Niagara Falls usually has a big New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve thing. I don't think we're doing that either. So that's good. But I don't think that's going to stop people from having their own parties. So, yeah. So like where I live in the States, we actually have had to deploy the National Guard to our hospitals. We are now going into rational health care, which just means they pick and choose who they provide health care to now. So we're in a really bad situation. So, and we've been in lockdown since Jets and I have been locked in since March. We haven't gone anywhere since March. And it's you people need to just follow the rules because I'm going insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not to that point yet here. Just recently, see, starting see Monday, they implemented a 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew to kind of eliminate the COVID parties. Yeah, <laughs> People have COVID. Well, okay, can we just stop? Please stop having COVID parties. If yeah. you are a listener and you have COVID parties, please don't do it. Yeah. Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> These aren't like, come on, we don't have, it's just like measles parties. Don't have those. Don't have chicken pack parties. Don't have any of this crap. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but kind of look into the, to the horizon. I'm hearing pretty positive things about the vaccine. There, there's apparently two. there's two vaccines. Yeah. And yeah. they're up in the, like the 90th percent as far as effectiveness goes. But the problem is, like, we don't know how long does it, that effect stay? How long does it protect yeah. you? Does it only last a month? Do you have to get a vaccine every month? That's the right. scary part. I mean, also kind of ironic that, you know, those two vaccines were announced after the election. <laughs> like, I know you probably don't want to get too political in this podcast, but I don't know. Darian and I share the same uh, political views. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> to me, it just seems like a little too coincidental that it took that long and it came out right at that time. Were these companies holding on to it? Were they holding it close to their chest because they didn't trust whose hands it would fall into? Probably. I don't know. That's probably. And I know that the one, um, the one that has to stay really cold, they had a lot of testing on that one. And I think for a long time, like you could only inject it cold and it's, you can't really do that. (laughs) It's not going to work, Yeah, but it still has to stay really cold. And I've heard that it actually hurts when they inject it. I'm sure it does. Yeah. It's, oh no, I don't know if I want that. Hell, have you ever had a tetanus shot? Uh, I have not. I probably did when I was younger. I don't know. Mm, they hurt. Don't so, they like do it in your stomach? Nah, mine went right in my ass. My <laughs> ass cheek. <laughs> then again, it might be a down south thing. Maybe they just still give shots in asses when they're supposed to die. Maybe they just like to look at people's ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so if the vaccine for COVID was available right now, like you guys could go out and get it, would you be one of the first people to go out and get it? No. Or would you wait? Nope. 100%. No. No. You wait? I would wait. Yeah, we we discussed this kind of like, and I know Jedith, you're you're a PlayStation player as well. You have a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like waiting for the next generation of PlayStation. You don't <laughs> go get the first one. There's always problems, right? Yep, yep. That's yeah. a that's a great <laughs> example. Yeah, you don't go get the first vaccine because there's usually problems. Plus, yeah. I had an inside advantage of my wife being a, a chemist. She's in the loop with all those things, so she tells me what to do what not to do right when it comes to those things she's always like get your flu shot and i'm like okay. oh i 100 i will always get my flu shot yeah. i don't care i don't know if i've ever had a flu shot you, you need it you live in canada where it literally snows like more than half the year yeah <laughs> you should get one i probably should shouldn't i y- yeah <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I feel like getting a flu shot's like playing Russian roulette because you're either going to go because a lot of the places they're offering flu shots, they also offer COVID testing. <laughs> so uh. it's like one of those things. <laughs> like, Listen, I've had four COVID tests and they've all been negative. I haven't. Luckily, I've had to have one 
have surgery and stuff, so they did three COVID tests on me. So. Did you guys get the, like, brain swab? Yeah. No, the one I got, they just do it, like, the inside of your nose. It didn't, they didn't stick it all the way back to my brain. Okay, well, that's not The bad. one I did, they, like, made me, they handed it to me for me to do it to myself. <gasps> oh, mm. oh. And they watch no. you to, like, to see, like, how far your hand goes up your nose. <laughs> Because, like, I tried to do it where... Why is your hand going up your nose? No, like, to see how far, like, your fingers go up to how close they get to your nostril. Because they want you to swap that thing real far deep up there. Because I tried the little, like, rim tickler where you just kind of tickle it around the inside of your nose. But they were like, no, no, not far enough, not far enough. You got to do it again. So they'd hand me another swab. And, like, they weren't satisfied till they saw it coming out of my tear duct. That's terrifying. I know. I, I, ha- right. I haven't had the test, obviously, but just the thought of that, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I, I had the rapid one, so it was it was fairly simple. It was yeah, that's you, what you I was spot it, you're done. You you leave. <laughs> They've got different ones now. They got like the rapid ones, and then they got apparently some places they do like a spit test or something. But I think the spit test turned out to be not as. Yeah, it's just not as efficient yeah i don't think any of the tests are efficient and actually if you read the but it doesn't mean don't get a test if you should go get a test if you think you have covid but sometimes they can throw false pause or false negatives because it's not active yet the um, virus hasn't really activated well, itself did, did you hear the thing with elon musk where he got a test and he tested positive but you know him being the person that he is he was very skeptical of it so he got three more tests from the same location same day same nurse and two of them were positive two of them were negative yeah it's weird isn't it like it's hmm. they but they actually say on in, in the united states it says on the cdc website that they can throw false um negatives and the false positives sometimes yeah just because and we had to have something we had to have some kind of testing thrown together really quickly me i don't know why i knew that this was coming back last december i watched the news where china dug massive graves yeah right but it is, it is we're, we're 20 2020 is almost over so that's what's important <laughs> yeah really all right so let me dive into this world of warcraft stuff hold on we gotta do we gotta we have our nostalgic november oh, yeah that's right the yeah. product all right yeah so who wants to go we'll let jedith go first with his product okay mine isn't quite a product i guess it is kind of it, it's an old tv show and i've been thinking about this since you you told me and this is just the one thing that like kind of stuck in my mind about the 90s. So we had a TV station here called YTV. It was kind of like just the kids channel. They had cartoons and whatnot. But there was this kids game show called Uh-Oh. And there was this host. He was a big, tall, lanky, really tall-haired, wacky, kooky guy named Wink Yahoo. <laughs> and um, kids would be on this on the show. It was a, a I think kind of like a quiz, like competition show. There'd be teams, three teams of two kids. And so when it came around to one of their turns, one kid would answer a question and the other kid on the same team would go into this big tank, like an upright, like glass tank. And there was this other character on the show named the, the Punisher. He was this big burly guy in like an executioner's costume. And he'd climb up a ladder and be over top of this tank. And the kid would answer a question. If you got it right, their partner would be spared. If they got it wrong, their the Punisher would pour this big like vat of slime on of top of the other kid. Slime. <laughs> yeah, and the the Punisher was like the best part of the show because he'd always have these like awesome one liners 
he'd be like, like before he pours it, he'd be like, you commit the crime, you get the slime. And then he just pour it on the kid. Did he uh, have the executioner like hood on too? Yes. Yes. Like how true. terrifying is that as a kid? Yeah. Said, like, I'll actually send you a picture. Please of, do. Uh oh. And like it's got the host and <laughs> when you see the host you understand his name and then you see <laughs> yeah. the the punisher i sent it to you over discord yeah and like the kids on the show were i don't know age eight to twelve maybe at the high range and dude it was a weird time okay the punisher <laughs> yeah looks like something from a sex dungeon <laughs> right <laughs> Right, but no, we we in America we had shows like that where you, the slime. What what was those those Nickelodeon oh, shows? We had right? oh man, the one I used to love, which was like, it was like had to do with the family. They would usually have the whole family on there, and they would have. And it was always like weird stuff, right? Like weird like, challenges, like when I had to pick a giant fake nose. Yeah, and and then you would get slimed if you lost. Yeah. yeah, so like we get the slime part, but that executioner is terrifying. Could you imagine going on to that show and just like looking up and there's this executioner like ready to pour slime on you? As a kid, I would be like, I'm gonna die. Yeah, I think if you go to YouTube, there's like compilation videos of the the best one-liners from The Punisher. I'm gonna it, have it's to quality content. I'm gonna have to watch this. I'm I'm really yeah, gonna watch this for sure. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you shared that with us because I would have never heard of this show before. <laughs> yep. That's the 90s in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all grew up in the 90s, so we're, we're 90 babies. Yeah. Okay. Darian, you can go with yours. Okay. So this was tough, but of course the 90s is basically... The 90s was the epitome of branding. Like every show that came out that had a food that went with it or <laughs> a candy bar that went with it or a drink that went with it. So I went with the Ghostbusters High C Ecto Cooler. I've seen I remember that. this. I remember this. And they were the best drink hands down now they released them for a short like window like recently i want to say like within maybe let's just say nowadays let's say uh pre-covid okay so before march they had released these things and they were in the juice box forms they used to come in the cans i believe some places you could still find them in the cans but it was really cool because it was from the Ghostbusters, so they drew a lot of influence from what's the slimy thing that floats around? Slimer, is that his name? And his name just Slimer or something? Yeah, yeah the creepy slime. Yeah. 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 And so it would taste like oranges or tangerines, whatever flavor they kind of had it. But then when you poured it out, it was like this greenish, like, looked Didn't like it like your... turn your tongue green a little bit yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. And, but they were just so good. And I remember I went home to visit my family. And my mom had found some and they were in the cans like they used to be. And I've never, if you didn't get one, like as soon as you got home, like even now, my brothers would have drank them all. So I was like slamming down fucking ecto coolers. <laughs> like I know they're probably not healthy. Anything that green is never that healthy. Yeah. But it was just, I don't know. It's just, part of it was like, I loved the Ghostbusters, even though Ghostbusters was kind of came out before my time. But. It was the cartoon, the yeah, and but then I think the cartoon came out in the nineties. For that reason, I picked the Hasi Ecto Cooler. So, have you guys ever uh, heard of the guy La Beast? He does like food challenges on yeah. YouTube and stuff. Yeah, 
he had a video not. of the high C ecto and he found like a 24 year old juice box of it. Oh, oh, <laughs> so he drinks no, it. He pours no. it into a glass and he compares like a new one to an old one. And he pours the old one into a glass. It's just pure brown. Oh, <laughs> and he drinks it. If you no. go to, yeah, YouTube. how do you watch this without puking? Oh, dude, I watch all these like eating videos. It's insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, I gotta. We, we gotta take a break. I, I understand because you probably literally have no more lining in your stomach because of all the damn hot sauce you eat. This, yeah, this is true. And not just hot sauce, but I've now moved on to like, spicy yeah. food. I had when was it? I don't know, probably a month ago now, I had the death nut challenge and it's, it, it kind of screwed me up. I haven't been the same since. No, do you get heartburn now? I've always gotten heartburn. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I just, I have a video of it on YouTube, but I, I think I've seen this one. Yeah. When I had it, the spice factor, the heat of it was something I've never experienced before. Like it wasn't just some heat in your mouth. All my limbs went numb. I oh, literally couldn't word. feel my arms or my legs. Mm. I was mm. sweating profusely. My complexion changed. And that's all on video. If you guys want to see it, oh you, my God. Look, you, know, you can look it up. But uh, yeah, anyways. And well, link, we're going to link your YouTube channel because people are required to watch this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now I want to see it. Yeah, I, I have. I don't know. I've always told you, like every time you do your subscriptions, how many? If you get to a, sp a specific amount, you'll do hot sauce. Mm -hmm. I've always been against this, and you know I have been. And I always say, no, put it in your eye because you might as well be putting it in your eyeball <laughs> because Jesus, you have no stomach lining left. Yeah, I understand the sentiment behind you saying that you're trying to spare me. Some I'm trying to spare trouble, you, <laughs> but I don't think hot sauce in the eye is any better. No, it's fine. You will be fine. <laughs> like, I remember seeing those, those, basically, I call them, like, clout chasers mm -hmm. and stuff on Instagram who would take two lemons and, like, just for no reason, start squirting them in their eyes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same so, people who eat Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tide Pod Challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please don't do it. Nobody do the Tide Pod Challenge. No. It's not advised. <laughs> okay. So, mine, we will move on to mine. Mine is a drink. It was the 90s. It was Surge. Everybody knows Surge. Surge is like Mountain Dew with like 100 pounds of sugar in it. Yeah. And it, and it's green also, right? It's green also. And it is gross. Yeah. It is. It's, you can like, when you drink it, like you can grind your teeth and feel like the grains of sugar. Oh. <laughs> it's, gross. It's, it's, it's nasty. Surge is just disgusting. I religiously drink Mountain Dew, so I, and I and it's, you probably uh, like Surge. I <laughs> fucking love Surge. I knew it. Gross. Like, I'm pretty sure like all dentists, when you go to a dentist's office, have a poster with the Surge can, basically like warning people not to drink this because I feel like every can of Surge you drink is a tooth you lose. Yeah, it yeah. basically <laughs> is. You might as well start ripping your teeth out every yeah. time you drink one. <laughs> Or they'll just start falling out. You won't have to rip them out. They'll just, you'll just start pulling them out. So what? I think Surge might be an American thing because I, I haven't heard of it. But really? be, be yeah. happy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like weird... everybody should try one in their lifetime. I'll just make sure. No, you should have done it when you were younger because at least it was baby teeth falling out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because now it's it's your adult teeth and you're screwed if you lose those. Are they still like out there? Because I remember they re-released yes. them. You can get them again, and I, I I don't know. I haven't tasted them after the re-release. 
but, but they come they don't come in your standard size can they come in like the like a monster energy size can yes yeah They're fucking gross they're huge i really hope you took like all the 100 pounds of sugar out of it <laughs> That's probably how they market it as an energy drink. You know, they don't have like taurine or all the other like energy drink <laughs> things. Sugar. They just have pure sugar. We run on pure sugar. Yeah, exactly. That's what like literally it should have been their their commercial. It's just pure sugar. Yeah. <laughs> there's a YouTuber. There's a YouTuber I watch and she's hilarious. She'll do she'll get mystery boxes from the 90s and she'll open them. But she also did a really funny breakdown of all the things 90s and mm-hmm. like she did her hair in the stupid hair clips like 90s. The really ugly, when girls would wear that really ugly like white makeup on their eyelids and then put it on their lips too. So they, they had like that matching white eyelid thing. And then she's drinking Surge and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this is totally the 90s right here. <laughs> yeah, there's some things you just see and it sparks something in you and it's, you're just like, oh, that is 90s. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Surge. I'm looking this up by the way. I'm not just knowledgeable on Surge, <laughs> but Surge was actually invented by Coca-Cola to compete with Mountain Dew. Oh, and it was <laughs> first released in Norway as just Urge in the in '96, but it was so popular that it was put at the. They changed it to Surge in '97 to sell in the United States. Oh. But, I don't the competition part. I don't know. I don't know. If they were successful. They shouldn't have been. Kids loved know. it. Did, but didn't Coke have like Mellow Yellow, or is this before Mellow Yellow? Mellow Yellow is like their knockoff, isn't it? I don't know. Mellow Yellow is made by Coke. I thought it was. I literally thought like how there's Coke and Pepsi, then there's Mr. Pibb and Dr. Pepper, and then there's Mellow Yellow and Mountain Dew. Um, I always thought it was one of those. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm oh, serious oh, about. Well, my here's counties. here's the important question now. Coke or Pepsi? So Just based on those two or in products overall? No, just those two. Coke or Pepsi. That is Coke. really important. You're from the East, so yeah. I like, like them in different ways. I feel like Coke from a can is better, but I really enjoy Pepsi in the, like a, from a fountain, like fountain drink with a lot of That's ice funny. in it. Pepsi is superior there, but from a can, absolutely Coke. See, I'm the opposite. I think Coke from a fountain is way better than the can, and I like yeah. Pepsi in the can. Hmm. But nothing is more refreshing than a glass-bottled Coca-Cola in the summer. Right, yeah. True. I, I like both. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I like both, so I like Coke and Pepsi. I'll buy either one. I don't care. Yeah. But, all right. So but only where I live, you can only basically get Pepsi. And oh, really? You live, Darian. You can only get Coke. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, like, down south, a Coke can mean anything. So if somebody's, like, really have two drink types in the south, there's sweet tea and there's Coke. So when you say Coke, you can mean anything. Like, you go into a diner, yeah, I have a Coke. That can mean I want Mellow Yellow, I want Mr. Pibb, I want a Diet Coke, I want a regular Coke. So it's just a, a soft drink. Yeah. And when you say you want a Coke, that means you want a soft drink. So. Hmm. How, yeah. how does that? I want to know, Jenna, do you have anything like that in your area? Where well, you say one word and it can mean like a, a, just a massive amount of things? I was thinking like up here, we say pop instead of like soda. Yeah. I know a little further south, some places say soda instead of pop. We say pop. But hmm, I'm trying to think if there's anything like that. I don't know. I'll have to come back to you on that one. Well, let me think on it. Yeah, I don't what think do you we say, have anything Sid? like that. I don't, think, I don't think we have anything like that. Do you say uh, soda or you say pop, Sid? I'll do both. 
I mean, <laughs> it, most of the time I say soda though. It's nothing against it's nothing against anybody, but just <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just makes me cringe whenever I hear somebody say, "Yeah, I have a pop." <laughs> yeah, I have a soda because I'm just like, yeah, just get Let's Coke. Just put the two words together and say soda pop because that's what it originally uh, I was. <laughs> I, I know. I just can't stand that. And like, I've got somebody who's, uh, I got a friend who's from Wisconsin and the Wisconsin accent. And yeah. like, they'll say soda. Hey, I want a soda. Soda. I want a pop. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. And you're like, you're going to get a pop. <laughs> yeah, I'm popping the fucking mouth. But anyways, okay. So, All right. Let's dive in. The moment to we've our all world. been waiting for. Our World of Warcraft. So I've been waiting for. It launches this month. It launches next week, actually. And, well, <clears throat> this will be um, posted next Wednesday. So it'll have already been launched when this plays, but that's okay. Let me, let me start there. you with this question first. Let's see. World of Warcraft, not Warcraft, World of Warcraft came out in what, 2004? Yes. Three, yeah. three. It was announced in 2003 and then came 2004. So did you guys. Both of you guys, did you start playing in 2004? Oh, God, no. No. Um, I, made fun guys, of my bro- I made fun of my brothers for playing it. When did you guys catch on to the World of Warcraft thing? Uh, Jedith, we can start with you since you're a guest of honor. Okay. So I used to play a different game. I played EverQuest for most of my life. No. I played that pretty, pretty heavily. And World of Warcraft came out at the same time as EverQuest 2. So they were like competing games, right? So, of course, mm-hmm. I played EverQuest 2 for a while. And a bunch of my friends hopped on the World of Warcraft train and I like made fun of them. I was like, oh, it looks like you're playing a cartoon on acid. It it doesn't look good. It looks like fake, whereas EverQuest looks real. When looking back on it now, it really didn't. They both look like (laughs) shit. Um, You believe it though. Yeah. So I didn't really play World of Warcraft right away. I think I picked it up probably during the Burning Crusade towards the last tier, like right when the Black Temple was released. I think that's when I started playing. So I want to say that was in, what, 2006-ish? 2006, yeah. Yeah. So you right. started in 2006. I, however, did not start until two years later, but I made fun of my brothers for playing World of Warcraft when it came out in 2004. I called them a bunch of nerds, and they were always, they were addicted. The stereotypical Warcraft player, it, not in the basement, but like in the back room, playing all night long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I made fun of them, and then I... Got into it in 2008 when Wrath of the Lich King came out, which is one of my favorite, all-time favorite expansions. I, and not just because it's when I started, but it, it had a lot of good storyline behind it. it so did. that's when I started. It's one of those things that, like, going back on it and looking at it, growing up, like, the epitome of, like, your two highest class of nerds were the World of Warcrafters <laughs> and the D&Ders. Yep. And they were both like right there. I've, like once you crossed into those thresholds, which I've got to say, I've got a foot in each door. Literally, I've started doing Dungeons and Dragons. Now, now hold on. But you played 20 minutes of World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not by, by any means a World of Warcraft know-it-all. Like all I, know, I don't know anything about it. I don't know. All I know is that the Lich King looked badass. And that's one of the things that made me look at it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going to try World of Warcraft. That's pretty badass. But. It's just because I played the OG World of Warcraft where starting off you had to just slaughter boars and wolves for hours. Oh, see, they they had the OG Warcraft where it was, I believe it was the click to click to attack or the turn based, right? It was turn based game. Oh, I don't believe like the uh, original. Like the RTS, like a, the Warcraft 3 and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is what's the difference between Warcraft and then World of Warcraft? 
So World of Warcraft is an MMORPG. Mm. So you're basically controlling one character and you are that character. Whereas Warcraft, like the RTS games, is more akin to Starcraft, where you're controlling mm -hmm. a team okay. and going up against another team. And of course, there was like story intertwined in that, and you would have to play through the story. But World of Warcraft, when it came out, it was more of like a create your own story. Like you are the story. Um, okay, yeah. And since then, it's morphed out of that and back into more of a story on rails, where like you're kind of just going through it. But back then it was, yeah, it was more so just like the story is you and it's up to you to find your fun. Yeah. So from from what I hear, everybody who plays World of Warcraft has an opinion. And I, I know said's to a point, but Jedith, let me ask you, a favorite and least favorite as far as race and classes? Oh, you don't know mine. <laughs> favorite and least favorite in regards mm -hmm. to race and class. So I think my least favorite, we'll start there is human warrior how much more it's just simple so common. And, yeah how, <laughs> how, like how basic can you be right yeah <laughs> like human warrior favorite i'm gonna go with night elf demon hunter of course you are yeah you, you play it obviously right? yeah like <laughs> yeah of course but not a male night elf because they're just goofy looking they have really long arms and they are and their face yeah. their noses are really long too yeah I so i'd probably go with a female night elf demon hunter all right. Now, I know Sed's not big on Pandarans. I, I, I hate Pandarans, but <laughs> I will tell you this. I hate humans more because the original human... <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. The original human, when you played one, it looked like it had something stuck up its ass when it would run. Yep. It drove <laughs> okay. me crazy. Okay. So I made... I'll tell you. I made a warlock back in Wrath. I made a warlock human. I hated it. I got it to, like, level 30, and I deleted it because I hated it so much. I was like, I'm not playing you. You look like you run with something stuck up your ass, and this is really frustrating because you're you're seeing the backside of your character the entire time. That's all you see. And so when it runs like that, it just pissed, it just pissed me off for some reason. So I hate humans more. Class-wise, I don't really hate a class. Like, well, hold on. I hate my shaman, and that's because of Jedith. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my shaman because of you. I have nothing to do with it. No, you had everything to do with it. No, 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 no. Okay, do you want to hear the story behind this, Darian? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so Jedith does giveaways for carries, and mm -hmm. I won one one night, and so I was like, my priest is very geared. I'll bring my shaman. And so I have to DPS, and I tell them, I'm not very good, and my item level, you have to have a like, certain item level with your gear, is not very high. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. They make fun of me the entire time that we're running through this. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were friends, so I thought you could handle so, the heat. I went and deleted my shaman after that. I don't believe that you deleted it. I did. Believe you can it. ask Jets. I deleted that shaman. I said, I'm done with this shaman. They were so rude. Well, I deleted it, but I brought it back. So, okay. You restored it. I restored it. Okay. I can so, feel a little bit better knowing that you can feel I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little less, you know, to feel guilty about it. Yeah. It, it, that keeps me up at night. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't. You're lying. I feel yeah, like, no, I I'm feel lying. like you're just telling that to me to make me feel guilty now. Do you, uh, if it kept you up at night, I would. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Rude. Okay. So that's rude. So my favorite obviously is a priest for me. It's between Jernai and void elf. I played Jernai from Wrath until what Legion when Void Elves were released. So then, is anything new coming with what is it, Shadowmore? Shadowlands and Shadowlands, whatever. 
Shadowlands, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, and Jedith, you can, you've played the beta. I haven't. I got an invite, but I never played it. But it feels like a, a tip of the hat to, to Wrath of the Lich King almost. Yeah, yeah. I think in a way it's, well, this is what Warcraft does. They rehash storylines mm-hmm. and extrapolate on them to create new, new stories, right? Like in Legion, we brought back Illidan from the Burning Crusade. Yep. And I think this time around, it's the Lich King's time in the sun again. But not quite, right? Like it, it's the Lich King is a different person now, quite literally. And he's really just like the vessel that gets us to the Shadowlands. We don't really know what the later story in the expansion is going to be and his involvement in it. But as of right now, he's kind of just like the person that takes us there. So I think that's as much as we can say story-wise, but like gameplay-wise, obviously there's a lot more systems coming into the game. You know, there's like soulbinds and conduits and new legendaries, new ways to acquire them. A new raid is coming out, which is always very exciting. Yeah, the 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 wow raids are always spectacular. And then for me, I'm excited about new dungeons because, you know, I've been running the same dungeons for, oh God, two years straight now. And I'm very eager to uh, get some new dungeons to play with. So yeah, there's a lot of new content coming with the expansion. And there's covenants, right? Is that what they're called? I believe. Yes. Yeah. So there's four covenants, Night Fae, Necrolord, Kyrian, and Venthyr. So these are like different houses throughout the Shadowlands, different, they, you know, encompass different regions. And once you get there, it's your choice to pick one of them. And they each kind of provide you with different stories and different experiences. You get different abilities for your character, different armor sets. And the idea behind it is that you're going to be making a meaningful choice in the expansion. So you can't easily, you, you can switch, but you can't like easily switch between them. So you have to like pick one and be confident in your choice and fully take on what that choice will be giving you. So that's kind of cool. They've unfortunately had some trouble balancing the different covenants. So that's where it gets a little bit complicated, right? Because for certain classes, some covenants might be better than others. And if you don't pick that one, you're going to get scrutinized by other players. And (laughs) there's a lot of like complications that come with it. They've done their best in trying to balance it. And I mean, it's the same with like classes too, because I, I mainly play healers. Like, you can't play it's really hard to play a priest within a dungeon when you do a mythic because yep. a lot of people won't take you right. because they want a druid or they want a paladin or i think it was a paladin last time i checked i don't know if it still is mm-hmm. but it, yep. it was so that's why like i have to i'll have my priest do my rating and then i'll have my druid do my uh, mythic healing yep that's how it's been it's for a while priests and- have always been the like they would shine in raids and they just don't really have the toolkit to really be that useful in dungeons and yeah. oh yeah i mean i can do like you know because you're when you do a mythic darian a mythic is just like a key based if you do a mythic plus it's just a key based dungeon it's the same dungeon that you would do it's timed and depending on the week there's different affixes that come right. on so i can do like a 10 on my priest but that's probably as high as i can go like i can't go any higher than that on my priest because i just don't my tools aren't they're not good enough right so I mean, that balance is so messed up. I wish that they would change that so I didn't have to play two two characters. Whenever I, I started World of Warcraft, I just went with what looks the fucking coolest. So so yeah. I made a Drenay, a Death Knight, and then that's the one I used my like Your boost on. My boost on. And then I've got a 
I don't know what the race is, but I know he's like a summoner, like necromancer kind of thing. Because I've always just loved summoning things like. to do my fighting for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how to use the Death Knight. Sedanims tried taking me in raids, and I don't know what, or in dungeons, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Most of the time, it's just said saying, okay, you stay back here and let me go do this. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right. It's it was notoriously hard to get into up until about a month ago yeah. when they revamped the whole leveling experience. Yeah. yeah, it's much better now. But in the past, it was like very overwhelming for new players. You yeah. hop in and the just everything was so saturated and just awkward for yeah. for a brand new player. And I I think what you were saying earlier about you just picking the one that looks coolest. I think that's ideally what Blizzard wants players to do, mm-hmm. but unfortunately people are always going to choose what's best that's just the nature of yeah of games of competitive games right like why would you intentionally hinder yourself when like you could just pick something else and be better but i i think it would be an amazing situation and an amazing game if things were balanced enough that you actually could just you could choose a priest and you could play it in all types of content and you'd be totally okay and I'm okay with not being like the best, but be like the problem is like a, a perfect example is Waycrest Manor. When you get to the witches, uncertain fixes, there's no way we're getting through that with my priest. Right. Yeah. He just can't. I don't have movement. I can't move and cast. Yep. And so that's just what's disappointing. I don't want to be the top healer. I just want to be able to get through a scenario. Yeah. It, you know, most games, I will say, have not necessarily taken the Warcraft formula, but I've noticed more in a lot of games recently even games that aren't mmos they're they always try to focus on a build system like people mm-hmm. can do a dps build or a defense build or for example in the latest assassin's creed that's a lot of that is what kind of build do you want do you want to somebody a build that's got a higher crit chance and crit damage and all that stuff and another example is one that i play that's not like world of warcraft but in a way just with the things you can do is somewhat is destiny i play destiny 2 religiously and of course beyond light just came out they're getting ready to announce new raids that's one of those things to where warlocks your aoe healer and then the titans is going to be your tank and then the hunter is going to be your rogue and i always play uh hunter and like rogues especially in games i play diablo i play divinity Baldur's gate 3 is coming out but what i I'm trying to get around to is what is it about Warcraft, World of Warcraft, that keeps not just you guys, but in your opinion, keeps a whole play like the millions and millions and millions of people like constantly in and sticking around for years in between the expansions dropping and whatnot. I think for me, and this is something I I came to a realization not too long ago, is up until this expansion, I played the game pretty much by myself i would i i played every expansion but i would play for six months i'd get bored i'd quit for four months and some new content would come out and i would come back play for another six and then quit and it was just this like weird cycle that i was in but up until this expansion or during this expansion i started kind of socializing more and i got in a guild and i made friends and i have people that i play with every day and i think that's been something that's made the game not stale after a certain amount of time because it's less about the game and it's more about who you're playing the game with and i think that's a big part of world of warcraft and 
there's so many different aspects of the game that you could play with others. And unfortunately, I do think that there's a lot of people out there who don't play with others and they're really, you know, doing themselves a disservice because it's just so much more enjoyable with other people. Uh, I ran a guild for 10 years, like on and off. I every around this time, I would or probably about six months ago and the, the guild would wind down. But around this time, I would start recruiting for more people. People leave. It happens, but it's the, the social aspect of it. You create friends, you, you raid with people daily. And if you can have your own guild raid, you form relationships with these people. They're friends. You don't think of them as just another player. You think of them as friends. And I still have, I still have, I'm still friends with seven or eight people that I've been friends with since I started, since I started playing World of Warcraft and they're still on my battle net. I still talk to them. They're still playing. We may not as play as much on, I've moved servers a couple of times and they've moved with me it's social and i think we're blizzard and they it might sound bad but i think what happened is when they introduced all the stuff that they introduced when they introduced dungeon finder raid finder all these things they really hurt that social aspect i agree yep it it's sad because before all that it was amazing like you had to have a guild to raid like you could try to go pug one, but it was just easier to be a part of a guild that raided and it made guilds in that social aspect way more important in that game. Right. Yeah. There was only so far you can get on your own. And then if yep. you wanted to do more, you needed the help of others and it kind of forced you into a situation in a good way to make friends and, you know, play with others. And I think especially nowadays, if there's anyone out there that, you know, is feeling kind of alone in this weird world that we're living in now. Just remember that if you are a WoW player, you do have the support of others through that game. There's a great support mm -hmm. system there. You can make oh, friends yeah. there. Even though you can't leave your house right now, you could still be with your friends online. So if anyone is playing the game by themselves and they're alone IRL too, I highly suggest trying to make some friends in game, find a guild, say hi to people. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Jedith is a great example. I found Jedith just on a whim, like watching his stream one day. I just came into his stream and I, I, I consider us friends. I think we're friends. And Absolutely. anytime Jedith, like I even asked Jedith last night, like, when are you streaming? Because I've been watching. I don't, like I said, I don't look at people's schedules. I've just been looking at my phone like, where, where the hell is Jedith? I haven't seen a stream for a while. Yeah. And unfortunately, not everyone gets the going live notifications because Twitch is weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> But usually I do because it does, for some reason, it doesn't mention to me, I think, which I'm cool with. It's, hey, someone mentioned you in Jedith's stream. It's like, all right, cool. Oh, you know what that is? That I, <laughs> it's total, Are you mentioning me? <laughs> total clickbait. I set my going live <laughs> notification to say someone has mentioned you in the chat. Uh, oh, is that, uh, but I'm good with it. Like, that's I don't good. care. That's good. Tim, because you had it, to use her. That yeah, is good. Because <laughs> it would also, even if it was like just Jedith has gone live. I'm totally going to go watch you because I enjoy watching you, except when you do the damn hot sauce <laughs> or you hey, eat the hot crap. <laughs> hey, the, the people love it. They do. Give the people, people love, love like self-torture. They do. The, that's why. Okay. Jedith, have you played Phasmophobia? Mm. No, I've watched other people play it. I don't well, really I think, think it's my thing. I think it is. And I'll tell you why. Okay. You tell me why. I want to hear you scream because it goes to chase it. I'm just kidding. No. no, it's really, it's actually pretty fun. We play it and I play it with Darian because I want to, I literally will sit in the truck and just watch him and he'll scream yeah, like a little Seth's like the worst ghost hunter. He sends everybody else in the house and said just sits in the safety of the truck 
with the equipment and he just tells you where to place stuff or he'll ask you to tell you what to ask it. What a cheater. Yeah. No, yeah. listen, I, it's because I'm the one with the most shit to lose because I bring everything. Uh, so if you die, you lose everything that you brought. Right. And I don't want to die. <laughs> I've, I've worked hard to get that shit. Well, no one wants to die. But it, it's funny. It's I think you would enjoy it. But we I try to play it like we try to play it once every couple of weeks just to play something new or play something different. I think we're actually gonna play it what this weekend. Well, it depends. Okay, I'm in the middle of negotiating a purchase of a 2021 truck, so <laughs> I might be driving to California to get the truck. Get the truck, yes, because they had a better deal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I'm like freaked out. Because... You guys would probably just take the RV. No, we're gonna we're just gonna get a one way rental. Oh hell no! See, I'm really freaked out. And I told Jets, I, like, I don't want to stop in pee places because I don't want to get COVID. I'll find the cheapest in my area. I ain't going out of state. No, there. I'm gonna tell you right now, there is no cheap in my area. Like literally, the the cheapest one I can get in my area is still fifteen thousand dollars more than what I'm getting. What I would be getting this one in California for. Damn, fifteen thousand. Big difference. That's fifteen thousand. That's like that's a lot. Yeah. So like we're negotiating a deal right now, and we might be going to California this weekend. But I try to tell Jets, you drive twelve hours there, and I'll sleep during the day, and then I'll drive twelve hours back, so we don't have to stop. But he's not okay with that. I hate driving. I'm just more worried about COVID than anything. But, okay, so back on the Warcraft stuff, one of the things I've been meaning to ask you guys is you've both been to BlizzCon, correct? Yes. Okay, so the only convention I've ever been to is, like, these small-town conventions, but there's nothing wrong with them because you can find just as good of stuff there as oh, you yeah. can anywhere else. But BlizzCon, everybody, that is up there with the meccas of San Diego Comic-Con. There's always BlizzCon or there's... uh wizard world and all that stuff so what was uh blizzcon like for you guys do you want to answer this one you can go first i'll let you go first um blizzcon for me was pretty interesting experience Uh, i traveled there by by myself on my own from canada it was my first time traveling out of country by myself and i got there on no sleep and i had a meet and greet to do that night and i was like super tired and and (laughs) My nerves were through the roof, so I, I drank a little before I had to do that. And <laughs> by the end of that night, I was just in rough shape. But the convention itself was pretty amazing. It was a little overwhelming, and I wish I allotted myself more time to see everything there. Because I was only there for, I think, four days or three days. And I really could have used an entire week because there were things at BlizzCon I wanted to see. There were things just in California that I wish I could have gone and seen. Like I've never been to California before. I like wanted to see the beach and the water and I wanted to go to downtown LA and see what that was like, but I just didn't have time to do anything. So I think if I were to go back, I would stay for an entire week. But yeah, no, BlizzCon is just crazy. Like you you see it on the internet and you don't really get an, an accurate scale of what it's really like. But the one thing that really like sticked out in my, stuck out in my mind after I left was being in that room in the big like convention center, sitting down with, I don't know how many thousand people and seeing the Shadowlands reveal cinematic and mm. hearing everyone gasp when Sylvanas picked up <laughs> the Lich King's um, crown shattered and started it. shattering it. 
the dude the energy in that room was insane like you can't put it into words like everyone all those people being so emotional together in that one moment and you could just feel it it was it's hard to put into words but it was super cool i agree even not even just the shadowlands reveal the diablo 4 reveal or yeah. the overwatch i don't know if you stuck around for all those because i i don't think we were sitting next to you because we came in a little bit late but even overwatch 2 like just yeah. reveal people were just in By the way, what, together what happened to that game um overwatch 2 i think it's still being produced it's still, yeah, <laughs> like you said what happened to that game <laughs> we, we haven't heard anything about overwatch 2 since they announced it i think I, I i my assumption is COVID has probably slowed it down right because like, it's done that to a lot of games if you look like cyberpunk whatever it is yeah. that one got slowed down and 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 even world of warcraft got pushed yeah. they're like oh we're gonna and we're, we're coming out in october never mind <laughs> never mind yeah. i read some i saw that like cyberpunk's kind of because the way they run it it's weird they run it on a xbox series x and then but in a way they run it but they also said they ran it through an emulator which emulates like Mm -hmm. the one now last gen so but they said they had issues even when running it on the xbox series x of it dropping down to 20 frames per second and so i don't i really don't know right now they're firm on the december 10th release date as far as cyberpunk goes but I don't know. So did it get pushed back because of those performance issues or were they still working on the game? I want to say now that I know about the performance issues, I want to say that's possibly the big reason for it. Yeah. Because when was the original scheduled release? November. See, okay. And a part of it, I feel like was a business thing because it's like I talked to said about this on previous episodes, just alone in November, you had Assassin's Creed, you had both next gen systems you had. So you had Call of Duty, you had World of Warcraft coming out. They yeah, it was meant, originally meant for October, but even their like their special editions are like a hundred, what, like one hundred and fifty bucks, one hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah, and so a lot of it, I think, was the fact that they didn't feel like they didn't want to have to compete with right. all these other AAA title games. Yeah, but you still have to compete from November until December. Like December twenty fourth, you're still competing with that shit. Probably not so much now because. With COVID, people are losing their jobs and stuff, so it's going to be a little bit no stimulus. Like in Canada, Jedith, I, I think you guys got a pretty good amount for a long time. I think you guys were getting like two thousand Canadian dollars a month. Cer- certain people were, yeah. Yeah, I, I like, wasn't eligible for it because I was still obviously working, but because you're a streamer, yeah. But like here, we got one stimulus check, and there are people still waiting for it. Wow. Yeah, like, and it's they're, they're waiting bucks. for the original one from yeah, they're Yep, from when it was supposed, when it was like March when they released it or April or whatever. So they're still waiting for that, and it's twelve hundred dollars, and that's if you, you know, don't make a certain amount, and it's it's not very much. It's not very much at all, and they base it off of minimum wage, a month's worth of minimum wage pay. And I think what happened this summer was people got a lot of people got their stimulus, and then they got their taxes because their tax our taxes were postponed until July. Um, they got their tax money, and now there's no money. I think that a lot of, I'm sure people are going to put shit on their credit cards, don't get me wrong, but there's going to be a lot of debt. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be rough. So my, I'll tell, I got to ask Jedith, did you notice I loved BlizzCon? It was probably one of my favorite cons to go to, but one of my least favorite at the same time because of the pop-up. It was almost like a pop-up store. 
And I loved the merchandise. Don't get me wrong. Like those damn boxes, those $50 boxes that we were buying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't stand in line for that. I had somebody else buy them for me who was standing in yeah. line, but yeah. <laughs> we did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the way that all of that was working was very strange. You would have to, I think if I remember correctly, you would place your order on your phone mm-hmm. and then stand in line and you would basically just look up at a TV and they would, you would look for your number and then you'd have to keep your ears open because you're in a huge room and you have to listen for one employee to come out and yell your number yep and they didn't have any mics or anything they're yelling that i was so confused it's like why wouldn't you give these people some damn mics yeah and uh, yeah what what, what were they in the boxes they were like mystery boxes oh okay yeah you got i have 15 damn art i think they're the art books (laughs) yeah they had like cosplay books art yeah the the Um, cosplay books art books they have plushies plushies you could get lucky and you can get like a a trading card that had um like a a redeem code where you can get like a a really rare mount in the game or a a pet or something Um, okay yeah so it was basically like gambling it was very addicting though i don't know why yeah like everybody wanted i I think we bought four and they were expensive right yeah 50 each yeah we bought four but you know two of us so we each got two yeah and then i I bought like t-shirts and what else did i buy some art i think uh a hoodie i i must have spent like 500 dollars just on like merchandise there yeah yeah i did too because i got a diva shirt i got a diva hoodie because i I really love diva divas are my favorite characters in overwatch i got i also got a beanie a world of warcraft beanie and then i bought a bunch of the pins and stuff yeah but i loved it it was a great they do an amazing job at putting it on i wish they had more like volunteers or employees working it yeah yeah but it's amazing and it it was amazing because if we were to have gone this year it would have been to go meet up with jedith or everybody that we met up with last year wouldn't even be like specifically for the con it would like i see it as an opportunity to go like meet up with your friends more than anything for sure yeah it's warcraft is one of those things that not only helps people forge these friendships but among strangers it's in a weird way it's almost like a brotherhood kind of thing because all it takes is for one person to mention something about them playing world of warcraft and then people's like oh man that's cool what kind of class do you play and then it just leads off. I can't count the amount of friends that even I played World of Warcraft for maybe an all of maybe two days. And I can talk to somebody about, yeah, you know, I was a grenade death knight. And then they're like, oh, yeah, me too. So it's like you can find literally World of Warcraft players everywhere. And it's awesome for BlizzCon to have this thing where they can all just meet up finally and put faces to online names or faces to characters names and yeah it's like this thing that everyone kind of like it's the secret that everyone holds to themselves and once Mm -hmm. you find somebody else that shares that same secret you're like immediately their best friend yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's just how it works and i I don't know it's funny because it's almost like people are kind of like ashamed of that secret but i don't think anybody ever should be right it's a hobby it's a fun thing to do and we all need fun in our life yeah i've in the past year or so learned to just embrace my inner nerd Mm-hmm. I'm at the age exactly. now. I'm 30 years old, so I can't keep pretending. <laughs> it's just so much easier to just like what I like, and it is what it is. 
And who cares? Like, it's not harming anybody. So who the hell cares? What you, like, it's, if you're a nerd, be a nerd. I, I'm a nerd. Right. I don't care. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm almost 30 and I have... My brother is 18, so whenever we go out places, I'll, I've will i taken him to some of these small cons like around like our hometown and all that stuff, and I'll just completely be nerding out about My big thing is action figures. So I'll collect action figures from everything from all over pop culture, movies, TV shows, cartoons, all that stuff. And so I'm like, oh my God, dude, you won't believe what they have. This is. And then, of course, my brother thinks he's a rapper, so he's just, he's a man, you're, he's a dude, you're just like so nerdy. And I'm like, but it's fun. Like, it's fun to be able to get the enjoyment from these kind of things. Like, and, and the cons, like, people can't, like, we've discussed this before, people can't fully appreciate a con. And, and we discussed it now, like, being in a room full of thousands of people and hearing them react together. Mm-hmm. And not only that, just seeing how happy everybody is at a con because it's their home. It's their place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a safe and, haven for people who have felt you know, uncomfortable just in life in general, because they're all yeah. like feeling like they don't fit in. And then they come to a place like this and immediately they fit in. And, and it's amazing to, for me, like that's one of my favorite things to, to, to watch like at BlizzCon or Comic-Con is just how happy people are. Cause immediately you're happy. You're like, this is amazing. Like you don't have to worry about your, your wall being up just like they don't. Cause they're not going to sit there and judge you. Bliss, when somebody mentions BlizzCon, the most, the, usually the main thing people's head goes, mind goes to is the cosplay. Amazing. So let me ask you, if you have one, if you could narrow it down, it doesn't matter whether it's World of Warcraft or Overwatch or any of the other Blizzard titles. When you were there, what was the coolest cosplay? That you- I think, I don't know if, um, said if you remember this one, I think we were outside when we saw it. It was somebody dressed as Ragnaros. Yep, that's what I was going to say. It was Ragnaros. Yeah. And it, it was you know, really cool. It wasn't the most technical cosplay, but it was just the coolest. It was so, like a, a Gary, big, you like, probably don't know. Fire. Ragnaros is a, basically a lava dude. Like mm-hmm. he's made of, I believe, molten lava, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he forms like, you ought to look him up, but it's like uh, to get a full picture of it. But like that costume, you're right. It wasn't technical, but it was amazing. It was done like really well. I think we took a picture of it. I don't know if I have it. I see him now. I'm looking at pictures of him. So somebody, somebody was cosplayed. Is this is seems like a very, like this would seem like it'd be a very hard thing to cosplay. I'm trying to remember what it was made out of. I think it was like, let's see, I don't even know. Yeah, but I it, it wasn't like you couldn't really compare it to the people who you know cosplay Sylvanas or like mm-hmm. the Lich King, where they spend two years making their costume. I'm sure right. this guy, you know, spent a lot of time and it was pretty impressive, but oh, I found the picture. Oh, cool. Me, I'll send it to you on Discord. Yeah, and then I'll we have a Discord, I'll put it in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's one that stuck out in my mind. I've always sorry, said go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say I've always appreciated the people who cosplay minor characters in a sense. Because, for example, like you said, usually the main people when you see world of warcraft cosplays are sylvanas and you know play people like but i've always appreciated the people who cosplay as more minor characters and not characters that people are being seen so often so like characters like for example i'm sure you walk into a world of warcraft convention like blizzcon you're maybe gonna see a, a handful of ragnaros you know and, it, and it's not just like that in anything like i've had the 
for example, superheroes is my thing. So, of course, for me, the epitome is going to be Comic-Con. Now, I like seeing, I like watching cosplays of, or videos and stuff that show off the different cosplays of people's outfits and costumes at San Diego Comic-Con. And one of the ones that I always like to see is people who are the smaller superheroes, whether it's somebody's broken out the old-fashioned, like, Hawkeye costume, or somebody's, there's not just... Uh, an Iron Man, a Superman, a Spider-Man, a Batman, and a, all these just constantly everywhere. Yep. And people put in a lot of work. Like, I've seen people who built a whole, an entire Hulkbuster outfit out of cardboard. Or it's just, and it's the thing that no matter how good, how much money you spend, or how little money you spend, there's always going to be somebody who loves your cosplay and wants to take a picture with you. And I love seeing people get that burst of confidence when somebody comes up and says, hey, can we take a picture? I love your outfit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'll tell you, we went to Salt Lake City Comic Con one year, and I think it was 2016, right after, or right around the movie was being announced or coming out for World of Warcraft. And we saw these like probably 12 year old girls dressed as orcs and it was the coolest thing to see somebody that young be really excited about something that they've played not very long or their dad got them into it or something right because typically kids that young they're into fortnite they're not into world of warcraft exactly but usually their parents have played and so their parents have gotten them into it but it was really cool. I'll have to post a picture or send it, you know, I'll send, I'll even send you a picture of it, Jedith, but I got yeah, a picture please. of them because they were uh, like, it's so adorable. They had these little tiny tusks on their face, you know, everything. It was like really done really well. So I was really, it was like, this is really cool to see, you know, people really getting into it. So, so my question real quick is, I don't, Darian, I don't know if you've seen the movie, Jedith, I'm sure you've seen the movie. Did you like the movie? That was going to be my next question. I'm the, the, I'm watching, yeah. the Warcraft movie? Yes. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think people, I think people need to, if they don't like it, I think they need to remember that it's a Warcraft movie. It's not Game of Thrones. Manage your expectations with it. I think for what it is, I think it's pretty good. I think it's awesome. I would love to see some other type of like movie content, or even I was saying this in my Discord. Yesterday, I think they should do a Netflix show. Yes. Oh more akin to like The Witcher, but obviously like with World of Warcraft, there might be some more CGI involved with uh, Warcraft, but I think it would be very successful. Hold on. To make we got we to talk about this because we, I've talked about it every, for the last two episodes now. No, it can't be a Netflix series. And I'll tell you why. Because Netflix fucks everything up. Oh. They make these amazing things and then they get rid of them out of nowhere. Yeah. They're like, you're canceled, it's fine, you, we're you done. You could probably do it on, like, HBO Max. Yeah, that would work. A, Prime, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, or it, it would be a really good. It would budget. just be really good. It would be a really good TV show, though, or a series, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah I just had to throw them in there, because Netflix pisses me off. As long as you can find a place with the budget Disney. to do there it. There you go. Disney. Yeah, even Disney would probably knock it out of the park, and especially... With something as much history as Warcraft, exactly. uh, a TV show would do best because you can do more. Yep. You're not pigeonholed uh, into telling one story. I think that's what happened when people were disappointed with the Warcraft movies. They didn't, they went going, they went to the movie knowing that they didn't have any 
lore or any aspect mm-hmm. of the lore. Like you have to have some, even play the game a little bit to understand what's happening. Because if you look at Storm One, Storm One was done so amazingly. Like I know it's all fake, but it looked so good and the orcs everything was just done wonderful i, mean, I loved it i just can to this day i still love it i'll watch it like every once or twice a year yeah for sure it was cool to see some of the more like notable characters in like real life form seeing medivh you know it, it's just it was cool it was like very what's the word i'm looking for like fan serving mm-hmm. fan service but yeah you're right if somebody like had no idea about warcraft and they just saw the movie on its own I could then maybe understand that, yeah, it was maybe a little corny, a little cheesy, but for somebody who has some sense of what's going on in the story, I think it was really cool. It it was, yeah, and it was all about the storyline. And then for me, like even seeing Karazhan be completely decimated and because we've all seen Karazhan how it is. We know that it's decimated in the stories, you know, there's the, the lore and stuff, but to see it be decimated was, I don't know, like a really important part of it it's like you actually get to see it and so for me that was really amazing have you seen some of the world of warcraft zones redone in the unreal engine no i haven't it's cool they've done what's the place darkshire and elwyn forest oh, um, darkshire is really cool looking yeah it, it's so cool i think they did uh negrand as well Ugh. but yeah no it's, it's super cool to see those places in a more like realistic perspective like the grass actually looks like grass yeah it's cool you can look it up if you just google world of warcraft unreal engine you should be able to find it google this because i i have to see this because some of those areas are just like amazing what are you you laughing over there yeah why are you laughing (laughs) just because i've got to see this because i'm a nerd i'm a warcraft nerd i've I've been in warcraft nerd since 2008 so you've got to see this you have to it's like you and your power rangers if they did a unreal thing of like redid all of that and made it if look they made amazing. a decent power rangers game at all i would be excited see there you go <laughs> well i think saying. i think no matter like what game we all play in the back of our mind we always think what if i could just be there what if i could be right. in that world 100 oh, you know? and like seeing those concepts put into something that is so real and so like just on the brink of actually being something like tangible is super cool and that's why I I have really high hopes for virtual reality. Yeah. I hope eventually it's going to get to that point where it just feels so surreal. Like you just you're there. And yeah. I think that it will eventually. The best but, way to explain it is oh man, what was the movie? Ready Player 1? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it it won't be too long until it's like that. I think VR will really take off once they get rid of the limitation of you having to actually move in real yeah. life. Once you can actually control everything with your thoughts, then it's going to be game over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and no I think that's <laughs> game over. <laughs> it will be game over. Yeah. But I think that's why BlizzCon was pretty amazing, too, because they had things set up. They had they had the, the Darkmoon Fair set up, and it looked like the, the entrance. When you walk, walked into that Darkmoon Fair area, it was like you were there it's like you said it's just something about it's like when you go to disney like i'm a star wars fanatic so when you go when i went to disney and went to uh galaxy's edge with and you walk in and you see a life-size millennium falcon like you even though you're only in florida which in itself could be another galaxy 
it still feels like you're in a whole nother world. Are you I talking about Disney World? Yeah. yeah. Disney World? Yeah. Disney World's in Disney Florida, World, right? yeah, is in yeah, Florida. But I, I do have to say, speaking of Disney, Jedith, I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't take time to explore California. You were literally right next to Disneyland. Yeah. See, I wanted to get a ticket, but again, just didn't really have the time. Yeah. I think next time I will, for sure. Because yeah. you're right. The convention center was right across the street from it. Yeah, so oh, wow. Darian, if you didn't know, BlizzCon always happens in, Anna, I call it Anacrime, that's rude, Anaheim, California. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it's literally, the convention center is right across the street from Disneyland. Oh, wow. And it's so, we should have went to Disneyland one night, because, so BlizzCon, when we went, happened during Halloween. Oh, and man. Disneyland that... does an amazing Halloween yeah. thing. That would have been super cool. It's very, so... I don't know. It's very disappointing, though, Jedith. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, what's what's next for you guys as far as Warcraft? I, I assume you guys are going to hit the the Shadowlands pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out on Monday. But you said this will be airing on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah we're I a mean, week behind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's going to be my life pretty much once that happens. I've taken the last week off of streaming just to give my mind a break and get ready because. Once the expansion launches, I'm going to be streaming every day, probably like 12 to 15 hours a day. Um, oh, my wow. God, because you're going wow. To, but leveling is not going to be that bad, is it? No, no. Leveling will you're take... Um, leveling, gearing, all that. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's like an opportunistic thing. There's mm. going to be so many eyes on the World of Warcraft directory on, like mm -hmm. in Twitch that Oh yeah. if I'm not streaming, I'm playing myself. I need to be online as much as I can. But there's going to be lots of stuff to do. I'm going to be leveling multiple characters. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff to do on all those characters to get them ready for raiding and all the other stuff that's to come later on. So it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the first night I'm pulling an all nighter. So <laughs> we'll be going all the way till the servers go down the next day. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I could do uh, I, I can't I don't know if I could do an all nighter on. Well, I love World of Warcraft and the leveling, it's, for me, it's going to be like that. I'm going to be leveling, but I'm not going to be pulling like all nighters. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely gets hard. Um, but I will tell you, Jets has next week off, so we're both going to be hitting it hard. Nice. Yeah, a lot of people took time off. They had time mm -hmm. off prior, like for the old release, and then they weren't able to reschedule, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I'm in a position, <laughs> excuse me, I'm in a position where I can play as much or as little as I want. So I'm lucky in that regard. Yeah. I think that I will probably re be recruiting for a, my guild myself because I like having that. Jets hates running a guild, but I love it. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard it, work. I've been there. It is. It's really hard work, but I I did it for ten years. I loved it. I did. I even did it this last expansion, but we just ended a little sooner because there was some drama, and it's just like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I enjoy it. It's fun. I like the social aspect. And it's better for Mythic Pluses, too. Like, you have a guild prepared to go. So I don't like pugging that shit. I hate pugging that shit. Oh, yeah. Avoid pugging if you can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know you want to play, but pugging, if you want people to play with, don't pug. You can, but you're probably going to get trolled. I don't even trolled. know what that means. You're going to go find a group or or can, uh, start your own group with people from or different, like the everywhere it, around. It That's stands like for a pickup group. Like if right, you're yeah, playing okay. like, like pickup basketball, you just find randoms. Yeah. But I think everyone kind of has to start with pug. Yeah, right? they do. You start there, then you make friends. You find players that you jive with. You add them to your friends list, and you build your rolodex of players you want to play with. And 
Yeah, and pugging it, is not a good experience. It's no, it's not. You get a lot of trolls or a lot of elitists or. But that's that's for any game. You have to do a pug and like Overwatch, and you get a lot of elitists. I have to turn off my voice chat because I cannot stand listening to those people. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch is notorious. We all have those people. Yep. We all have those people. I think you're one of them, Darian. <laughs> no, I always have something good to say. Always. Not me. I will be ignorant, so I have to turn off the chat. <laughs> I will be very rude. <laughs> But that's, yeah, so I will be recruiting for my guild and then playing, but I've been waiting and it's nostalgic for me. I have been having so much fun with the pre-patch. Have you played the pre-patch, Ed? Yeah, yeah, it's, well, pre-patch came in two phases, right? So the first yeah. phase was like the level squish and the stat squish and then all of the character customization. So when that came out, like, when was that, three, four weeks ago, I've yeah. been leveling a bunch of tunes and then... A week ago, the second phase hit, which was all of the Ice Crown stuff. There's new rare mobs out there you can kill to get some new loot, some catch-up gear there's for your mount, characters. There's a mount, I think, out there? There's, so there's a boss out there called Scotty the Ruthless, and he is like an old boss from Wrath of the Lich King, and he can drop the blue proto-drake. Which um, I already have, because yeah. I got it from Scotty the Ruthless in what dungeon was he? Because he was a dungeon. He was from Pinnacle. 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 Yeah. Pinnacle. Yep. I remember. <laughs> yep. And then there's also a rare out there that can drop a 34 slot bag, which is currently oh, wow. the, the largest bag in the game. I need to get on that. Yeah. So I've been doing that on all my alts. I have four bags right now. I have friends who have killed him about 20 times and haven't got a single bag. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's thrown me off because usually when you go out to a new area and uh, you open it up for daily questing or like world quests, you, you get all of the, you get everything pinned to your map, right? Yeah. But I I thought it was broken for a long time. It's like, why isn't this working? Did it not work? Like I don't see any of the rares until they pop out. And then when I get there, they're already dead. Yeah. What's going on? So it's, you kind of have to get some add-ons to help you with that. You have to yeah. get like rare scanner and uh, Tomcat's tours. And they'll put all the rares on your map, show you where they all are, and then it'll give you a list on the right side of your map. And it'll say, okay, this one spawns in seven minutes. This one spawns in 10 minutes. It makes it very clear for you once you just get some add-ons. I, I I'll tell you, I have zero add-ons right now because they all broke. And it's like, I haven't. <laughs> like, just disable them. It's fine. <laughs> the new expansion's coming out and they're all going to be broken again. It was a shit show when pre-patch launched. A lot oh, of add-ons broke. It was so bad. Every single one. I... Even something as simple as Hillbot, and it's like, damn it. Yeah. Yes, I'm still a Hillbot user. <laughs> add-ons, though, are very good for new players. Especially me. There's an add-on that showed me um, the order I should do my attacks. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. I, I don't really DPS, help. so I use Hikili on my DPS characters if I, use, if I go DPS, and yes, apparently it's not the right thing to use because you get made fun of when you use your shaman i think an add-on like that that tells you what buttons to press is a good like starting point until you right. understand what everything what all your spells do and how they work mm -hmm. with each other because combat in world of warcraft is very situational you know? yeah it is you, yes you want to press things in a certain order a rotation per se but there are things that might get in the way of that and then you have to make a split decision you have to be like okay do i need to press this or this and it's obviously very hard to do if you're brand new, but the more you play, the more you take things one bit of information at a time, it becomes easier and you have a better understanding of what's happening. See, that's why I like healing. Um, a lot of people are like, I can't heal. It's boring. And it's like, I don't know. What are you talking about? It's boring. Like you're like when you're in a raid 
and it's a rough boss like you're sitting there working your ass off to keep everybody alive like it's it can be really tough but it's, it's stressful but for me it's like a fun stress it's oh this is fun and then that just that feeling of keeping somebody alive like i could let you die any minute <laughs> you could just i could just stop power you, you die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, the thing about healers too is, so they're dealing with boss mechanics and raid mechanics, but they're also dealing with mechanics being thrown at them by other people yes. making mistakes. So like <laughs> y y the difficulty that you're faced with can vary all depending on who you play with. If you have a, if you have somebody that's not following the mechanics. Yeah. Like if you, if you have this shaman in your group that just, you know, <laughs> really sucks. You're gonna have a hard time. I couldn't even couldn't even interrupt, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I play I've played a priest, like I've never changed my main, okay? I've never changed my main. And I played disc until Pandarian, right? Like I've I played that until they screwed it up. I think disc is all messed up right now. Mm. I know people like disc, I don't like it. But I so I've never as a priest you don't have interrupts. You know, the only crowd control I have is can only work on undead. So it, it was rare that you had undead through most of the, the last expansions. Yeah. So it was, except for, what was the dinosaur dungeon? I always call it the dinosaur dungeon. There you go. Yep. You had undead there, which I could use it on. Yep. But I never had to crowd control. I never had to interrupt. And so like when you're like interrupting, like, hold on, what? <laughs> Where is this at? <laughs> what button is that? <laughs> yeah. What is that interrupt call? Because I've never had to use one. Yeah. But no, healing, Darian, healing is, is like that. If you have to follow mechanics, mechanics, you have to make sure you're avoiding what the boss is doing at the time. But right. if somebody else isn't following those, it puts you, it, it makes it harder on you to follow the, the mechanics and make sure that they're staying alive. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons that I feel like if I was to get back into World of Warcraft and all that stuff, then if I do a raid, I would prefer to do it with people that i know and we're lucky enough said to where a large amount of our daisy community plays warcraft right yeah so i could jump into a raid with people that i know and not feel if i'm like oh man if i fuck up here then they're gonna kick me out of the group or whatnot because <laughs> and that because that happens and nothing against it but destiny for example is the worst six-man raids yeah, of course no. there's like puzzles all that stuff, and then there's... That's why I said a lot of it's like DPS, or is like uh, World of Warcraft, because there's DPS phases, and then... There's, there's space, yeah. Yeah, and, and if you fuck up once, like, I love Destiny, but the community can be very toxic. Oh, that's any community. You have toxicity in WoW, like, you have yeah. trade trolls all the time. Yeah, but no, if it, it's nothing, like, they'll kick you out of the group, like, you fuck up one time on Destiny, they'll kick you out of the group. Is, oh, there, no, um, is there no, like, repercussions for people who act in that way probably not not really unless you like report them for like harassment or whatnot but most of the time they're not yeah. harassing you they'll just is there did they has, has blizzard changed that with wow like with their trade trolls i know that you do have repercussions with the the dungeons and the raids and shit if you yeah. leave or i think trade chat not so much and unfortunately, it's not like back in the old days where like your reputation was on the line. Right. Um, it's not really like that anymore. So I, I, I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For for me, like what I've seen in trade chat recently has just been a lot of like political talk. Yeah. I, it's bad. <laughs> and it's usually the people just literally saying something just to get a rise out of everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. 
And it's dude, you're just a troll. Go away. They need to have it like Uber where you can rate your interaction with this person. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it really like it, it's a trade chat. Everybody would get really low. Like <laughs> trade chat is meant for trading or advertising or whatever, yeah. recruiting. But people are in there just like being trolls left and right. And but it, that's that's every game. You have trolls like that because you're always gonna have a twelve year old that wants to think they're cool or a fifty year old that still acts like the twelve year old or whatever not going to be ageist here there are trolls of many ages yeah i, I, I will say go ahead i was just going to say there are some games that are worse than others like mm-hmm. you know, league of legends is notoriously uh toxic i think overwatch yeah. from my experience has been that way I, I, you just turn off the mic and then you just <laughs> turn oh, everything off it's fine yeah <laughs> i haven't really played destiny so I, I can't speak on that one but i'll take your word for it and i'm sure it's pretty bad it's because it, does call of duty have voice yeah is um, it, I've heard, isn't Call of Duty, it used to be really, I Call thought it used Duty to be really. Yeah. has done something that in my opinion is, it's one of the funniest things. It's what, okay, especially in Modern Warfare when you do Warzone or whatever. So it's like a free-for-all practically, unless you're with your groups or whatnot. But if you kill somebody in Warzone, it'll only play like a 10 second snippet of their voice after you kill them. And most of the time it's them pissed off that you killed them. Oh God. God damn it. And then there's no other communication unless you're on a team with somebody. So people have learned to be really nasty within that 10 seconds. Yeah. They're like, somebody will die and they'll be like, all you hear is like, fuck you. And then, <laughs> and then it just gets cut off. But, but yeah, Call of Duty, I'm sure like just by saying, I know Call of Duty's infamous for stream snipers. Oh yeah, um, and things like that. Community-wise, I'm not that involved in the Call of Duty community. I play Warzone once in a blue moon, and I'm either playing with my brothers or my friends. But no, Destiny, the one I know is firsthand. And Destiny's not even compared to, for example, like Call of Duty role-playing communities. Like Destiny's not even that bad. Like Call of Duty, or not Call of Duty, but Grand Theft Auto. I'm sorry. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is probably as toxic as it gets. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're, it's it's fairly toxic, but I don't know. I think there's toxicity everywhere. But also, mm-hmm. you were talking about jumping into a, a raid or something. There's still things that you have to do, like as a that that a lot of people require, and that's you know you have to go do all your daily quests that need you need to do to get your gear that you need. You have to be right. a specific gear. You can't like some people believe that they can jump, and that's one of the other problems. Like uh, challenges for healing is if someone's undergeared, it's really hard to heal them because they're not at the health level that they need to be to survive this boss and so like all of my mana is going to that person to heal because it's dude you're dying what the hell yeah destiny's the same way except it's a light level like most have a light level requirement and you can still go in those raids or their versions of dungeons but which are called lost sectors but you'll get like one-shotted quick so most of the time it's spent people reviving you so a lot of places won't even let you in unless you're like the proper lot level. Oh, see, like with World of Warcraft, if you die during an encounter, unless there's somebody there to battle rise, you're dead for the rest of that encounter. Yeah. Yeah, that's... A lot of things have, I'll say, and Destiny's a little different. They have revive, basically like revive counter. So you can only revive a certain amount of times. I think one player each gets one revive like to use and you can't self-revive because a lot of them are like the respawn will be disabled in some areas um they have to be sparing with those so if somebody dies a lot of the times not and nobody comes back until the end of the encounter then they'll revive. no and jedith i think you, you do more hardcore than i do like i only do heroic rating whereas you do mythic don't you yes i do 
So how is that? You have to have like really precise, like specific gear or specific, you know, like everybody has to be on key or, you know, you have, it's like, you know, if you're off key, then everything's screwed up, right? Yeah. Mythic rating is a lot of people like have a fear of it. And I think that's, <laughs> it's a warranted fear. It's justified. It's <laughs> mythic rating is crazy. It's insane. Mm -hmm. You're working with 20 people. All 20 of those people need to be functioning like clockwork. And if one person screws up, most of the time, it's a wipe. You have to start yeah. over. I see, that's um, very intimidating. And then like that, like, it's also, you have to have, I, I want to say, like, a, a decent self-esteem because they're going to come in and be like, you didn't do this, you didn't mm -hmm. do this, you don't have this piece of gear. Like, they're going to judge you because they, everything, like you said, everything has to be like clockwork. And if you're, everybody's not pulling their same weight, then it just ruins it. Yeah, I, I think once you decide that you want to be a mythic raider, it takes a lot of preparation on your side. Like you have to research your class. You have to know exactly what gear you should be using, what enchants, what build is the popular build for your spec at that time. You need to research the bosses. The good thing about it though, is especially coming up to this new raid in Shadowlands is everyone's learning together, right? So like mm -hmm. everyone's going to be making mistakes to start. So you don't really have to be worried about that, but it's... Obviously, you should start worrying when you keep making the same mistake over and over and you're wasting people's time, mm -hmm. then it becomes an issue. But for the most part, it, it's good to learn together with those people. And yeah, I think it does take a certain amount of confidence in your capabilities. But I think most people progress upwards to Mythic rating. They start with Heroic, and then once they feel like they're ready, then they move up to Mythic. Yeah, and when we run guilds, we always do. I always tell people, we're not hardcore. I don't want to be hardcore because that takes... And it used to be, it took up a lot more time to be hardcore. And it still takes time, but I just don't want to put the time and effort. And what it is, the attitude that comes with it from people that didn't have the attitude before. And it sounds rude, but when people feel like they're just this hot shit all the time you just look like, literally like so like Jedith does mythic rating he does mythic carries and you do what like 15 16 20 ticket or uh right now we're doing like yeah 19s 20s yeah but you don't have this attitude of you're the better than everybody else right oh no like, you have i to know be, there are people better than me there's peace you're humble you have to be humble still but some of these people just get this chip on their shoulder like I'm hot shit and I'm leaving and then they go they leave your guild because they want to go do mythics and they think they're better than you because oh we're getting we're getting heroics down and we've gotten heroics down for two weeks they're like oh I'm gonna go do mythics so they'll go to a mythic rating guild and they'll be sad mm -hmm. they won't be brought in because they don't have everything they need or they're not as good as they think they are yeah and so that turns people off and they quit playing and it's like what did you expect <laughs> like you thought you were hot shit but you're there's somebody always gonna be better than you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference between like heroic and mythic other than I'm sure you take, I, I, this is just me assuming, I don't know, you take more damage, the enemies are harder. So what are some of like, the key differences? Because I don't, I've never done any of them. Yeah. So obviously, like you said, the bosses have more health, they do more damage, but there's also like additional mechanics on top mm -hmm. of the things that you might face in heroic, or they'll be like altered slightly to make it more challenging. Or they'll just be completely different altogether. The final boss in this most recent raid, the one that we just finished, the phases happen in a completely different order from Heroic to Mythic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in Mythic, they'll add mechanics where if you screw it up, you're dead. There's no yeah. chance at redemption. And so those are called like one-shot mechanics. Yeah, that's basically 
the difference. And like I said, it's just, there's a lot more personal responsibility for each player, each of the 20 players in these encounters. Like if one person screws up, it basically derails the whole thing. Whereas in heroic, you have this wiggle room where you can screw up a certain amount of times and it's still, the fight's still salvageable. As long as you have like your healers and your tanks are, are able to regain their footing, basically. Yeah. But a lot of the times in Mythic, if it's like a DPS check boss, for example, if you lose one person, if one person dies, you're not going to have the DPS to be able to to finish it. And it's Mm -hmm. just a waste of time. So you end up just calling it a wipe there and you start over. So Um, every boss, even in Heroic or even in, I don't know if it's normal. I don't think normal does or just regular or normal has a berserk timer before they go batshit crazy and just one shot everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't beat that, you're screwed. And yeah. And some of these fights last that long. And like Jetta said, if you lose that DPS in Mythic, it's over. Like, you might as well just wipe it and start over. Yep, because every person, every single one of those 20 players matters. And they're filling a very precise role in the whole grand scheme of that encounter. The funny thing about all this is before they had Mythic, it used to be just regular, like just normal and heroic. Yeah. And heroic was as bad as hard as mythic is now. And but even normal back then, back before they went all crazy, was still hard. Like every player mattered. I remember doing like Lich King, even in a ten man. Like you lost one person, it's over. You're done. You need to wipe and start over because that DPS is so important in that ten man. And that's when you know ten mans were really hard at the time because that you couldn't. They have what they call flex rating now, so you can have up to fifteen members in the raid before it actually makes the boss health increase yeah so it'd be like being in a 10 man but then you could only have 10 people and that health was at a specific amount and you can beat it if you 10 mans were harder oh I because love 10 mans. if you had one person in a 10 man that was dead weight yep. they were more detrimental <laughs> because your max capacity was only 10 compared to 20 so yeah, yeah. every person mattered even more in a 10 man and see, we only, we, back then, we only raided in 10 mans. We, so it was, you, like you said, it was detrimental. You had one person that was dead weight. It drugged down the whole group and it yep. pissed everybody off. And we, there was a couple of times where we would have that. And it was, you were more, it, it was more hardcore back then. Where, oh, sure. yeah, like you had to tell people like, you need to get your shit together or we have to replace you because you're holding us back. Well, you're right in saying that heroic back then was what mythic is now. And then heroic now is what normal was back then. And now they've added these two lesser difficulties, which is now normal and LFR. And LFR is basically just so players can get in there and experience the story because so much of the story is tied to the raid now. Whereas I think before it, it was, but not as crucial as it is now. So with LFR, they're allowing the super casual people, the people who have really no interest in raiding at all, to get in there and experience what the story should be, which uh, I don't know. I don't really agree with to a sense. I don't I either. Like, I feel like LFR is just useless. It useless. is. And it's also, I don't know, it's just, it's toxic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah. get one of those where everybody, you have people coming into LFR that are like, oh, I mean, a mythic raiding guild on this server, and it's like, so. <laughs> yeah, they literally just go into LFR for an opportunity to flex. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, if you're so great, then do your job and shut up. Yep. <laughs> and that's like, that's and like I said a little bit ago, that's they screwed up by adding all these extra things where you have looking for group or looking for raid. 
it, it really destroyed the aspect of the the social aspect of it and and the aspect of needing a guild yeah and the guild is so important it used to be so important in world of warcraft if you go play classic right now you need a guild you need one you can't I don't know if they've added LFR. I hope they haven't. I haven't played Classic for a while. No, they haven't. But, thank God. But like, you need a guild because that was the time where you needed a guild. Like, these were forty man raids. These weren't twenty man raids. These were forty man raids. Mm-hmm. Back then, they had forty man raids. They didn't. You know, they only have twenty five man raids now. Or I mean, you can do a whole forty, but it's usually a world boss. And Golly, that just sounds ridiculous. Like forty people trying to communicate. To- <laughs> can you imagine trying to? Get 40 people to do their job. I have a hard time just doing getting groups of four people to do some one thing. I can imagine 40. It was challenging, but it was more rewarding. It was. Right? Yeah. Because you can – you have this sense of accomplishment that you were actually able to wrangle 40 players to do something right. Yes. Yeah. It's very satisfying. Especially as that raid leader. Can you imagine? I, I, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> like trying to get – but like you said, it's satisfying, and there's – and I think even in that 40, like that 40 man rate, a couple people could die and you'd still be okay. But I still think that the bosses were so hard that if you lost too many, you lost five or 10, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Back then they were hard. Now you see people blasting through those bosses. I think I just saw the other day where in classic, they took 40 mages into oh uh, molten core and cleared it with just mages, no healers, no tanks. Just mages. <laughs> oh my jeez. <laughs> See, they it gets ruined somehow, and it just I don't know. Yeah, I think that I, I think that the player base has evolved, and the, the skill cap has increased greatly in the past fifteen years. Yeah. There wasn't as much information back then, so people didn't know the strats for the boss. They just went in there and <laughs> did whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting to see the difference from then and now. I still have hopes that Blizzard will wake up one day and say, "Geez, maybe guilds are important. Maybe people play this for the social aspect too." Yeah. yeah, and it just reminds me of I used to go to when I'd go to GameStop or whatever, and they would instead of everything being online, you used to have to buy the uh, World of Warcraft oh strategy guides. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yep. like the box, you actually had to buy the discs too. Like mm-hmm. people would stand in line. Now it's all digital. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to go buy uh, game time cards. Yeah, you could buy them from Walmart too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That's hilarious how it's changed. Oh, just not just World of Warcraft, like everything. I, I prefer kinda, digital, though. Like, yeah. Like, digital all the way. That's why when I finally can find a PlayStation 5, then I'll probably just get the all digital. Because I don't, I don't... Discs are... To a point, I could see where people get discs as, like, a collector's thing. That's really you know? the only reason nowadays, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I still you buy have Blu-ray PlayStation stuff, 4. So. If, if your PlayStation 4 discs are going to work on the PlayStation 5, wouldn't you just buy a disc reader with it? Yeah, yeah. but most of my PlayStation 4 games are all digital. Yeah, but I have a few that aren't. So, like, I have, like, my Skyrim came with my VR and it came as a disc. Okay. See, that's even somewhat rare. Most of the time they just give you a download code. Oh, but when you buy, the, like, the whole kit, it's yeah. different. Yeah. You always buy like a kit and they always are like you always have like a call of duty kit or whatever i bought the the for the vr i bought the super hot kit when it came with super hot vr and i think creed 2 some boxing game oh i don't know jedith do you have vr 
You know what? I've never experienced VR in my life. Oh my gosh. I would love to, oh, man. but I just, I, I don't know where to start. Okay. Depends on what you want. Like I have a PlayStation VR, but you can still, there's a program you can install that you can use it on your PC. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a program that you can install. I did not know. That doesn't surprise me, but an example, I have an Oculus Quest, just the Quest, not the Quest 2. And of course, now they have it to where it comes with this thing called an Oculus Link, which is just, in all simplicity, it's just a USB-C cable <laughs> um, that, that plugs into your... <laughs> that, plugs so you, in. that you have to pay 50 bucks extra for. <laughs> yeah, or you can just, you can look up, I looked up like uh, one, like, People have, there's other USB-C cables that work and you, there's just certain ones, but you can look them up. They're always cheaper and uh, you can, it runs like a PC VR. Like it would run like your normal Oculus. Like you run through Steam VR and all that stuff and you can play everything, not just the games that are on the Oculus uh, Quest. It's like separate marketplace, but it de- it just depends, man. If you have the money to spare and you want to go balls to the wall, then what's the one, a, a Valve Index? A Valve, yeah. Oh. Those things are next level, like, insanity. Well, and it depends on what you want to play, too. Hmm. Obviously, PC has more options hmm. for VR than the than the PlayStation does, but I'm always going to be a PlayStation console person, and that's where I wanted my VR, and I have a lot of fun with it. I would probably play it on my PC. I have a pretty, like, beefy PC right now. Got to take advantage of it. 100%. So is that how it works? So, like I mean, you, you buy an Oculus and then you connect it to your PC? Yeah, and then you there's like an actual program that you have to go download. It's free. But it's for Oculus. like their store, basically. Yeah, and it's basically just gives you uh, unlocks instead of just the Oculus Quest stuff. It unlocks everything. But you could flat out, if you since you got the PC to handle it, you can get a HTC Vive or the actual Oculus Rift. Yeah, uh, Oculus Rift is really cool. Yeah, they're super cool, and they're it's been to where they've been out long enough to where they're not just going to cost you a ridiculous amount of money. Right. So uh, at that point, it's just preference. Like control, there's a lot that goes into it, man. Controller comfort. Like I prefer Oculus controllers compared to the HTC Vive controllers, but it just varies and hmm. set up. Like the good thing about the Oculus Quest is it has built-in sensors so you don't have to set cameras up all around your room okay to like capture your movement the the ps uh, vr either you only have one yeah you have the yeah you just need the playstation camera which isn't a lot but the the thing that hindered me from getting the htc vibe or the actual oculus rift is you have to like either set up on like camera stands or bolt them into your walls like cameras that capture your movements oh, yeah I don't like, that. yeah that's way too much yeah. and and if you're gonna play it in your room jedith it looks yeah. like a closet hey so. okay 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 <laughs> i mean no I, I was gonna say that i don't have much room like i can't really walk around in here see the, the good thing about the quest is you actually draw your own guardian boundary so you could eventually if you had a room that was 20 foot by 20 foot and you had all nothing in the floor and you had all the room in the world, you could make your guardian boundary that 20 foot by 20 foot right. and have access to the whole room. Or if you're like me, where I play in my computer room and I maybe have, I don't know, give or take, like on a good day, six foot by six foot. A good day? What does that mean when you don't have <laughs> when, dogs? <laughs> yeah, when the dog's cages are up and the closet stuff, there's no laundry baskets in the floor right, or anything yeah. like that. But you can draw your own boundary. So I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter what VR you get, that boundary 
doesn't fucking matter. No, I have a huge matter. I have a huge living room that I play mine in and I still somehow I will put the damn coffee table like clear on the other end of the living room and I still find the son of a bitch somehow. Yeah, I've punched my bookshelf. I've <laughs> dangerous. I'm just gonna say that, Jed. They're yeah, very they dangerous. Are. Yeah, I can imagine. I actually no joke, I've actually screwed my bookshelves into my walls. So if I hit them, the whole bookshelf doesn't come toppling over. <laughs> So I VR proofed my room. I put like sheets over the monitors whenever I play VR. So it I usually just trip. I just usually trip on my my coffee table and go flying. Just yeah. like trip over it. Yeah. Oh, God. I have maybe a foot and a half of room behind me. If that. <laughs> See, so... I'm, we're we're good at it. We, okay, can we discuss this? Because I always used to give you shit for your closet, and I'm sorry. I won't call it a closet. Your room. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but why it, i don't you you think i hate it but i don't i actually like the way you've set up when you stream it looks actually it's like a warm feeling right it's like comfortable like you look comfortable at least and even though it may look small it's not so tight that you're like right up on the camera yeah so. no it's not like that i guess relative to like homes in the the states like i've seen some houses down in like texas and stuff where all the rooms are massive the houses are massive I think this is like a moderately sized room for a house. It's just, I have a lot of stuff in it. I have a, I have a deep <laughs> desk. I have my bed right behind me. And my bed isn't horizontal in a corner or anything. It's like right in the middle of my room. So it takes up a lot of space. It doesn't give me much room around it. Yeah, it looks small, but it's not really that small. I have a 4,000 square foot house, so. It's like, wait, that's very big. Yes. I have three I have yeah, I have three I have three levels. I That's have a basement, really a main floor, and then a top floor. Yeah, Four don't worry. Thousand? He said flexes every now and then. Oh, I do. Yeah, he'll message us and be like, Yeah, sorry guys, I was in the hot tub. I was in my hot tub, sorry. <laughs> or we're taking the R V to the Oregon coast this year. <laughs> I take the R V every year. What you don't know is like all the things that I'm talking about, I've gotten really good deals on. Like our house, we got a really oh, I'd good believe deal it. on. These people needed to like they built this house, and then the guy got his dream job two hours away, so he built another house. So he had two mortgages; he had to get rid of it. Yeah, I believe it. So I come in, and uh, you know how I'm ruthless. And I'm like, I'm going to give them this much, and that's it. And, and then uh, the realtor's like, I'll go tell them that, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I know it, your setup is really nice. At least I give you shit for it being small, but I promise I won't do that anymore. That's mean. I'm still going to bug you about my damn shaman because you did make me delete it. But <laughs> I, I won't give you shit about the small room. You know what? I think you should start a new shaman. Why? I think, I think now is the time. Why do I, I want to start a shaman. new shaman? I, I have to level my priest and my druid because those are the two main ones. I don't know how good a shaman's going to be. In. Shamans got buffed. Did they? They're great at DPS and they're pretty good in Mythic Plus now for healers. Are they? Of yeah. course they are. Of course they are. Every other one gets buffed but the priest. Yeah. No, pri priests are good now, too. Are they? They weren't and, bad before. Priest can dispel bursting. Uh, really? Yes, they can dispel bursting. And so they changed how Grievous works. So any direct heal, so not a heal over time, any direct heal removes one stack of Grievous. Oh, thank God. <clears throat> so yeah, priests are in a really good position. Oh, okay, Darian, we talked about affixes and mythics and mythic pluses. Grievous 
is your healer's worst nightmare effix because what it does is it does a what is it a tick of 10% or 5% of the health over a certain amount of time yeah. it was a heal over time so you had to throw a hot a heal over time on them to get it off it was great for druids because druids are nothing but hots mm-hmm. but priests is, i have fucking renew i renew that's about it <laughs> <laughs> I'll, i can renew you and it's not enough <laughs> to get it off it's not enough to yeah. But it's rough because you have everybody that's infected with it. And so you have to make sure everybody's getting topped up because you have to get to a specific amount. I think it's a 90% or 95% health. Yeah. In order for Once it to get drop healed off. over that threshold, the grievous stacks go away. Yeah. But they just continue to keep coming if you're not healed over that right. threshold. Yeah. So it's really hard. And on a priest, it was harder. But now, if any class, if they use a direct heal, like not a heal oh, over time, yeah. just direct heal, it removes one stack of bursting or of uh, uh, grievous. Grievous was such a bit. I never, I didn't heal on those weeks. I was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I, I even hated it on my druid. I'm like, I'm done. No. Because you usually got uh, Grievous and then Sanguine. Yep. <laughs> and those were the worst because you stand in that shit, you're at 50% health, and then now you're taken <laughs> down. Yep. They fix that too. They do less damage and they last for 20 seconds instead of 40. Oh, good. Oh, so, good. Yeah, they, they made some good quality of life changes. The unfortunate thing is they added three more fixes. I haven't played, so I don't know. What are those ones? So they're Storming, Inspiring, and Spiteful. So Storming, you know in King's Rest, in the, the room of the first boss, how there's those ads that spawn the tornadoes, and you have to dodge yes. for tornadoes? Yes. Those are now an affix, and they will spawn from any mob, even bosses, it's do they a, knock you back too? They knock you back. They do oh. a large amount of damage. It's a melee's worst nightmare. Literally the, the worst affix in the game by far. Like people just will not play on those weeks. It's that bad. The other one is, what did I say? Inspiring. So <clears throat> remember in uh, season three, the Emissary of the Tides, where it made everything around it uninterruptible? Yes. So that's that's what inspiring oh. is. <laughs> So that one's not too bad. Oh, you it's, couldn't. Does it? But that doesn't work. Does it um, work when on bosses, or does our bosses aren't affected still? It's, no, it's usually like a pack of mobs, and one okay. mob in that will be will have the inspiring aura, and then anything okay. else around it can't be interrupted. But you can interrupt that one, and you can CC that one, so you can CC okay. it and then pull the rest away from it. Because I was gonna say, could you imagine that on the witches? Oh God. Oh no no no! I don't think it. Yeah, it wouldn't affect bosses at all. And then the last one is spiteful. Anytime an enemy dies, a ghost comes up from its body and chases you down. And if you it can't hits kill you, it, yeah, you can't. Or can you kill him? I don't know. I think it's you probably can. one of those ones you can't kill, and it just chases you and goes away after ten seconds or something. Yeah, I think you can CC them or okay. stun them and run away. But if they hit you, they do a large amount of damage. So yeah, those are the three new affixes. They got rid of teaming. Oh, and good. what else did they get rid of? There was another one. I can't think of it right now, but they got rid of two. Uh, at least they got rid of teaming was bad. Uh, oh, skittish. They got rid of skittish too. Oh, that one was a pain in the ass. Yeah. That one sucked. Yep. So they took away two, added three. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see how they, how that plays out. Some of them we're are pretty make, brutal. We're going to make your life a little bit easier, but we're going to add these into, to, screw with you a little bit at least yeah i was really hoping they would remove bolstering because bolstering just, is annoying yeah it slowed you down so much 
what's the other one? The vol- is it volcanic or volcanic? Vol- volcanic, yeah. They changed that one as well. So now you can't just stand in them and soak it because they knock you up into the air now if you stand oh, in it. Oh, God. So, <clears throat> yeah, not only will it damage you, but it'll interrupt your spell cast. And then you take fall damage. You just see, you just need a priest with the, I guess, a mage too. But yeah. just take take a priest for levitate. <laughs> yep, there you go. Bubble and level, levitate, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Okay, I think we've come to about, we're almost about two hours. I probably, so I'll tell you, I'll make a deal with you. I will publish this one this week. How about that? Just because I know it's releasing next week. I'll edit. I have two to edit because we're, this is our third episode. I'm, I'm behind a week on editing. But I will release this week because WoW releases next week. Makes sense. Let's go. Yeah. But before we go, I do have to ask. There's one thing I want to end on, and is anybody binge-watching anything? I was binge-watching Lucifer. Oh, that's a good one. I yeah. have not seen it. That's oh, really Lucifer's sad. good. I, I got to, like, season two, I think. No, season three? And then I kind of fell off. I, I got busy with WoW, but I was yeah. binging that not okay. very long ago. I am still almost, I'm on the final, not final season, but Vikings, bingo. I have, I'm on season six, part one, and I believe season six, part two drops late November, early December. And then that's like the series finale, like the series finale, there's the done after season six, part two. I've been watching that, and to calm my mind, I've really caught myself watching the Great British Baking Show. Oh my Dude, my mom watches that all the time. <laughs> Dude, something about it. I don't know. It's so funny, like watching cooking competitions. And, Nailed it is the best cooking competition. And then in the watching world. them in America, because like in America, you got Gordon Ramsay calling everybody fuckheads and idiot sandwiches. But in the UK, they're like the consistency. <clears throat> consistency wasn't quite there, but yeah. you still did good. It's a bit more civil. Yeah. yeah. No, nailed it. Have you ever seen nailed it? Nailed it's way better. Is that where they show them one thing and the people try to do it, but they're like amateur bakers? There's yeah. The host is what makes the show. Honestly, okay, she's hilarious. I have to check it out. But it's hilarious. Like they do like one th- at one point they do like a and it's not they're not showing them easy stuff. They're showing them like expert level baking. So like <laughs> they have a Trump cake. <laughs> like all these people are trying to make it or they're trying to do these cute christmas things or there's one that's like rubber duckies you have to make cake rubber duckies and like just the oh stuff that comes out it's like what is that <laughs> sounds like a good time that that one's a fun one to watch me i have been been watch binge watching american horror story i don't know which one yeah which one all of them <laughs> all of them murder house is probably my favorite no you know what i really liked the apocalypse one that one was just too like Things started getting weird. Hey, all, it's, um, it's Brian Murphy and American Horror Story. Everything gets weird. Which all, one like, was it, Apocalypse? It, not this last one. The last one was 1984. The one before that. Was that was good, though. The one before that. So it was like eight, seven? seven uh, I, think. I don't know if I saw I one. lost interest with Coven. Why? Oh, Coven I don't so know. Good. Coven was early on. Yeah, oh, Coven yeah. was a, number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, we'll see, I watched the Murder House, and I liked it. I still watched Coven, but I wasn't like, eh. I've watched about watched them all. I loved uh, Freak Show. Freak Show was cool. I like that, that one was um, cool. Did you watch Cult? 
Yeah, I liked Colt. I really well, liked Colt. Really good because it was, a, it was a, I'm sorry, it was a representation of what was happening at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked Colt. Colt was very good. People say Roanoke's really good if you can make it through it, I but can't. the problem is, is making hard. it through it. Well, the reason why it is is because it's they've said it. You know those like shows where they're someone's telling a story and then you see a reenactment. Mm-hmm. It's like that, so it's yeah. really hard to want to continue it. Oh, oh this is too much. Yeah, but. 1984 was good. Hotel Weird. was good. Hotel was good. That was uh, the one with Lady know. Gaga? Yeah, that yeah. was the one with Lady Gaga. I saw a few episodes of that one. She did an I, awesome I, job in that. I'll she did. That. She really did. I'm curious. I don't know what the... like. Because I, I heard they were making a new one. They are. And he just sent like he sent a teaser on Instagram. He took a picture and sent a teaser. But yeah, I don't know. It? I don't know. I didn't go look, but... He's, I don't know. I The one thing that I really like about that show is they. I, it, it kind of seems messed up that they reuse the actors and actresses for different roles in the it. same. But I do too. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you're just being cheap. But it's no, it's you're not straying away from like your main. Yeah. You have a lot of main ones. And it's Sarah Paulson. I love her. I think mm-hmm. she has the face for that. Like she's, I don't know. She has this beauty about her that when you change her, her look just with makeup and stuff it looks really good have you seen that her show new show on netflix oh nurse ratchet yeah i haven't seen it oh i loved it it was so good good. it is so you need to it is like a mixture i think brian murphy made it too so it's there's a lot of like that american horror story feel to it yeah but she is fucking nuts If you get the chance, one of the things I recommend is Ryan Murphy did, basically they're called like American Crime Stories. Yeah. And he did the O.J. Simpson, and he did one of the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yep, yep. And they're like American Horror Story-ish, but it's all, obviously they're real things that happen, and the O.J. one's really good. So I think they're both on Netflix. They are, yeah, they are. I've seen the one of them, I can't remember which one. Jedith, appreciate we appreciate you stopping by, man, to update everybody. If you want to, please plug your YouTube, plug your Twitch. We'll have it in the description. Well, but yeah, just to... will you link it to me too, and then I will link it in our Discord, and then I'll link it in the description as well. Cool. Yeah, you guys will have to give me uh, your links too. Invite okay, me to the yeah. Discord. I'd love to actually be part of the community and all that jazz. But yeah, you guys can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jedith, and then every other social media platform slash Jedith TV. So youtube.com slash Jedith TV, Instagram.com slash Jedith TV, Twitter slash Jedith TV, so on and so forth. I stream every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but for this uh, upcoming week, I'll probably be streaming every day. Come on by. And yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And I suggest you watch him. He's very entertaining. Yeah. Except when he does the damn hot sauce. But I'll definitely be I'll definitely be watching because I can live my World of Warcraft self vicariously through Jedith. There you go. His skill. There you so go. I'm Since gonna you be won't play. I, it's not that I won't play. I just I'll play, but I get frustrated and I'm impatient because I see people like Jedith doing all this cool shit and I'm running around. Killing goblins. Right now, you've got to kill goblins, but right now, because you already have a level, what is it, it's now 50, you'd have a level 50 character, when the next expansion comes out, you just purchase that expansion, and you're going to be at the same level as everybody else. Yeah, you can hop Yeah, no going to be doing cooler shit than you. Okay, I might do it, then you might have just sold the expansion on me. You should get it. 
All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of the Your Inner Nerd podcast. Tune in next week when said, have we got a topic for next week? You get to pick it because I picked this one. Okay, in case it's going to be a surprise because oh, I haven't thought about it. I know. Power Rangers themed episode next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, but then again, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate it. So if you have any questions or you want to be a part of this podcast, please join the link in our Discord down below in the description or send us an email at yinternerd at gmail.com. That is the letter yinternerd at gmail.com. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Have a wonderful evening. Kiss your families. Tell them you love them. You never know. Oh, have Thanksgiving. Have <laughs> Peace yeah. out.